Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, and welcome to a new season of Entertainment Plus. Yay. Hello, Ron. Thank you for joining. Hello. After a couple of weeks of craziness, we are back to talk of many things. Unfortunately, throughout this whole time, things did not change from where we left off, which is crazy and kind of sad, to be honest. It kind of deteriorated. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it actually, it actually escalated quite a lot since then. So a small recap. We talked about fast channels which also kind of got a boost and grew throughout this time, which is very interesting to see how the industry evolved. Adapts to it. Yeah. Adapted, adapted is a better word actually in this situation because it did. Something happened and that change brings us to what is happening in the last couple of days, which could possibly be the complete end of the TV network cables as we know it. Don't say TV network, but networks are still there, but uh, cable TV definitely yes. Cable TV as we know. Or they're going to change, uh, but we'll get to that in a few seconds when Ron. As a SAG-AFTRA member, you've now been asked yes. to vote again uh, for the video game. And I, I, it's, I yes. think it's important to talk about it because not only that we are in the midst of two quite intense strikes um, and not taking into account all the other strikes that have joined the summer of strikes, as they now call it, we now are seeing that SAG is saying, hey, actually, everything, most of everything that we're fighting for with the studios were actually fighting with the game studios as well. But this has nothing to do with the AMPTP. No, I think I think they're right, because instead of starting a, a, a second fight with uh, the big game uh, producers, which now includes Microsoft, which is a giant, or as we like to call it, a Listen, behemoth. The, <laughs> the fact that the Microsoft... Um, Activision purchase was approved is not okay. It's just insanity. And I think that very, very fast, five to 10 years, this is going to explode it in everybody's faces. This is just going to be awful because they are going to take over and they're going to cancel games and they're going to do all sorts of awful things that they claim that they're not going to do in court. But I'm sure that they're going to do. And I think, I think that's one of the worst things that could have happened to the gaming industry. But yeah, Microsoft is now a huge part of it. But there are 10 different companies. And these are like big names, companies. Gamers will know all of these companies. Correct. So, and they all, you know, as we know, the, the games uh, that uh, are produced today are very much video content, have actors and uh, animation and all this added to it. So, Motion capturing. So all of that is part of what SAG-AFTRA is under their jurisdiction. So uh, just like we had with the streaming, where in the beginning it was like, oh, I'm going to make some extra money by doing some streaming uh, movies. Now, same thing with the games. was like, oh, I'm going to be on uh, on Xbox yeah. and uh, PlayStation. Now this is a huge uh, market, especially as we see that uh, the future of uh, gaming is going to be on cloud gaming and less on the console gaming, which will open up gaming to even more people that maybe could not afford in the past to to buy a console and all That those is a games. very interesting change that's going to happen. And and we're already in the midst of it. Gamers know and, and anybody everybody in the, in the industry know how this is already shifting. Therefore, um, you know, they need to have some kind of agreement with with those gaming companies because otherwise they're going to get the, the raw end because no one wants to pay more money to someone who they claim is minor to the thing. Although 
we know that a lot of the game companies, you know, recruit now big name actors to be part. And I think that is what made the change and what brought SAG more into it. Because now, yeah, not only that we're using actors that are union for motion capturing and getting them their voices and their likeness into the into the games. Now we're seeing the adaptation of AAA stars as well and movie stars into it. We have TV stars acting in, in games. And with that, we're entering the AI situation where in gaming, this is used a lot, again, for motion tracking to make sure that the facial expressions are correct. And all of this information is being fed into an AI machine that, like the background actors, within a year could collect enough information to completely throw out all these actors. You won't need them. You might need just the big actors, which again, this is what the business is looking out right now. Anyone that's a star, that's that's a brand name, will continue getting work and will continue getting all that money. And all the little ones are going to disappear. They're going to be pretty much because what yeah. you because at the end of the day you think about it, you'll be able to do the whole game only with AI animation will that will mimic all the motion capture that used to be done by humans. And then all you really need is the actor to come in and like video their faces cause the big stars have the power in their contracts to say that they are not being put into the AI. So they are the only ones that are protected and it's so ridiculous. And therefore we are exactly at the same situation with SAG-AFTRA and the AMPTP and SAG-AFTRA and the whatever. There's no alliance, right? There's no That's name exactly. for the Alliance of That's Video Games. There's just, just like this group of no. 10 huge companies. They will probably form something in order to do the negotiations because the negotiation have to be done in, in a combined way because otherwise, you know, SAG is not going to negotiate it with every company. I separately. thought that there already was such a thing considering that in 2016 they already had a mini strike against this group. So I assume that there is yeah, but, some sort you know, of a group there. Name. Yes. Um, yes, yes. Hopefully. Yes. But this is going to be interesting because um, the vote is running till the end of September and then next month uh, we might be hit by an additional well nothing really big changes like if they join the gaming industry it's just going to be picketing outside of gaming studios and the question is if actors who do make some extra cash now uh, doing gaming as a side hustle when they have no jobs uh, uh, during this uh, sag after a strike um will they if this is becoming a bargaining chip will they have to strike from there as well listen Considering that the situation is so combustible right now, we might get to the point where there's a, there's a strike against gaming, but TV is back to work already. Um, and that's what it sounds like now that all the CEOs are afraid for their immortal lives, uh, basically, and their name in history more than anything. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it because all the CEOs now started changing the tune that they're singing in the press. So hopefully, hopefully what's happening in the strikes right now will affect the gaming industry and will show them that people are serious and that this is not just going to disappear and that they will give that money. Although within the gaming industry, there is a huge issue when it comes to money, when it comes to producing games. Games are becoming more and more expensive to create and the pool of money isn't getting any bigger. Um, I mean, it's the same as movies. Movies were done, you know, 
in a little studio with one camera and a few actors. Now it's $50 million to create it's, a movie. It's true. And, and most of that money, but the difference, I think the biggest difference is, is that with, with movie budgets, the AAA actors play a huge part of that sum. So even if a movie has $50 million, 10 to $20 million sometimes will go to the cast, to the main cast. And that's horrific. If you take a red notice, how ridiculous that movie is. Their budget was $200 million. $60 million went to the three main actors then, before you even pay the rest of the cast. So you're like, that's just blowing up a budget. There's no reason. In gaming, you don't have that. In gaming, there's just a lot of cost. There's a lot of 3D rendering. There's a lot of animators. There's a lot of coders. In Hollywood, to be an accredited agent, you need to be a lawyer. And uh, that says it all. They're all lawyers. Yeah. They're all very green. The more they can get out of the studio, yes, they will absolutely. do it. But, but, but that's kind of the, you know, the change in perspective when you're talking about the gaming industry and when you're talking about the movie industry. And by the way, they're now in the big agencies. They have gaming agents, too. Or gaming talent. Of course, as they should. It used to be like, uh, you know, online where it was like Netflix and the gaming and other. Now gaming is separate and uh, online is separate and Netflix has its own like studio uh, category. So does Amazon, Hulu. I think that, that a lot of people are missing and this is something that maybe something that's beyond the veil. You don't realize how many systems are at work to cast and produce something. There are so many mechanisms you go through and it's not streamlined. There's also like, even for auditions, there are like four different databases and, and services. And those services also have a backdoor for professional agents to get a completely different experience. So now we have actually eight portals to get because even agents will tell you that background agents and, and regular agents, not the big ones, will tell you that even they hunt the information over all of those portals. It's not like not just sitting there. So like Ron says, now we're talking about the fact that there's a different branches. It's not just linear streaming. Now there's gaming, but within gaming, you've got different levels. And then you've got this, they've got different levels. And, it, and it's really complicated as a performer and as someone who's casting and as someone who's producing. There's just way too many stages that you need to go through. And now what we're seeing that's very interesting with the strikes is that all of those systems are stopped. Permits in New York fell down by 53%. People are not filming. The only people who are filming are the people who got the interim agreement, which is a whole subject on itself, which is very interesting. And, and I wonder... I saw a lot of uh, commercials actually casting the whole time now. So maybe they're doing non-union uh, production. So you've got, you've got commercials and you've got the interim agreement. There are more than 300 productions that have signed on to continue working using the interim grant don't have all the details or just you just want to know a little bit more basically sag created the ultimate agreement for them well, the agreement that has all of their wants and all of their needs for the union members and they say that and, and this is part of the strategy to make sure that while the big companies cannot get this agreement and cannot continue creating content and sell advertisement and get money. They say these companies who don't have any connections to the big production companies, to the AMPTP, they... I.e. independent uh, movie producers. Independent movies or 
small companies like A23. By no means they are a small company. They are huge. Actually, AMC. 24, but never mind. 24, sorry. A24, that's very true. It's 23 and me. It's 23 and me, and it's also the number 23, uh, the movie with Jim Carrey, which okay. I really love. So A24, uh, you've got AMC that is not part of the AMPTP, and they just locked in a agreement with SAG-AFTRA to continue filming some of their shows. And this is important because it creates a lot of stress on the companies who are not making, as we've seen Warner Brothers just this week announced that they are not going to make between 300 to 500 million dollars. Like your analysts can tell you this now. Well, they could have told you that a month or three, three months ago. Of course. You knew you were going to lose this money. You're just spinning it in the news right now to make it sound like you're all like... To make it, to make it more... Um, digestible when they fire thousands of people from their staff. Not only that, it's also, it's a clear PR trick to make themselves look good. It's like when everything started, they said, oh, this is good. We're going to let everybody dry out. We're going to make sure that they don't have money to live, that they will lose their homes, which is actually happening right now. Uh, the, the funds that are set up in Hollywood to help all of the workers and all the people who are affected by this are showing that there's a huge number of evictions happening in LA right now and in New York. There is an actual issue that's happening. And so in parts of the studios succeeded. But then during this whole process, their name has been, they've been dragged through the mud completely. Nobody looks at Bob Iger anymore and says, oh, this is the guy who saved Disney. No, this is now the guy who is spitting in the mouth of everybody. And they, like two weeks ago, the AMPTP, all the CEOs grabbed a PR fixer to make sure that they are now fixing their names in the public's perception. I don't think that even, uh, uh, you know, uh, Disney's name is not going to be tarnished. You know, everybody loves Disney. And it's Disney not music. Disney, not they Disney, but Bob Igor. Bob Igor definitely lost a lot. A lot of people, including myself, saw him as the protector, as the hero of Disney. But he you is know, the protector of Disney. He is, and but at some point, that role, instead of keeping being an honorable role, it became a villainous role, and that's the issue. When he sat there in his... He was always the villain. We just didn't see him as one. Elon Musk is the perfect Bond villain. Bob Igor isn't. You know, when Elon Musk or Zuckerberg turn around and do such things, it's like, okay. You expected that. I expected that. When Bob Igor goes around and says, oh, people are unrealistic for their demands. This is so disturbing to us. That's poor thinking. That's that's a moment when you see someone's real colors. And that's even more offensive. And, you know, know? he will single-handedly go down in history if the cable industry collapses. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is all on him. uh, You know, the blackouts of the Disney channels on Spectrum, which is the fourth, fourth, I think, fourth or third largest. Second. Second 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 biggest cable operator in the U.S. Yeah. How insane is that? They blocked 15 million people. So recap, just for anybody who's not strike happened. There's a lot of problems. Everybody's trying. But outside of the strikes happening, Disney, Warner Brothers and all the big companies, they realize that something is happening and that they if they don't change course right now, they are going to lose money. They are going to lose the business, basically. So they all together pivoted to a completely different thing. Disney, as part of this pivot, found out that they can save $5 billion. As part of this $5 billion plan to save money, they've not only cut shows and deleted productions and killed productions to get tax refunds and tax benefits, 
they also started being really, really stingy on, on fees from all the networks and everybody who's working with them. And because negotiations from a different company called Charter, who runs Spectrum, which is a huge cable company in the US, because they could not get to a good deal between themselves. They, by the way, just, uh, for somebody who doesn't know, they became uh, the second biggest company after they bought Time Warner Cable yes. 10 years ago or something like that. So they, they, but they built themselves and they bought themselves to be the second biggest 15 million users and they, and subscribers and they are a cable company as we know them. And everybody in the world who is listening to this knows what it is to purchase a cable, you know, to have cable at home and, right. and to have I subscription. Mean, all of Manhattan is spectrum cable. That's huge. It's huge. And then suddenly, because they couldn't agree on fees be with Disney, who claims once again that they've given the best deal that they can give someone, but the other side doesn't want it, which is exactly the same song they're singing with the AMPTP and SAG-AFTRA and the WGA. And the truth is that they have almost doubled the fees of what they want for the chance. Now, the thing is like that. The cable industry cannot allow themselves to accept fees like that like they did in the past because they need to keep the cost of how much they charge per month as as uh, normal as possible and as is right now you know uh, an average cable uh, subscriber is, is a bit over a hundred dollars per month which is if, insane if uh, disney gets its way you know they'll have to raise those uh, fees and it'll get to 120 or maybe 150 uh, even more than that per month because Disney is requiring more money per month for each and every of their channels. Now, when we're talking about their channels, it's all the ESPN ones and all the Disney channels and free 18 channels altogether. 18 yeah. channels that in one second, at the end of the day, on the 31st of August, disappeared yeah. from 15 million homes. I don't know if uh, ABC ABC did not. They, they probably disappeared in cities where Disney owns ABC, where what they call is owned and operated O and O. In uh, in most cities that are outside the top ten Nielsen uh, uh, cities, uh, Disney does not own it, uh, and then it goes like different companies that negotiated. It's Nexstar and. Uh, Gray and Sinclair, etc., that own the TV station. But in cities like New York, like Los Angeles, like Chicago, like Dallas, like Miami, they own the stations. And then those ABC stations also went black in the Spectrum cable network, uh, which is insane. It's like, uh, and now Disney has has seen that this is actually working to their benefits because a lot of uh, people are now. Joining. No, 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 no. Let me cut you. No, no. Disney is not seen. Disney has strategized this. This was a move because they, on the 31st, the, the, everything went dark. All the 18 channels from Disney went dark. Nobody has access to them. Right. There's communication online. Everybody runs statements. Spectrum comes out and says, hey, everybody, this is happening. We're not, we can't get to an agreement with Disney. Disney comes out and says, oh, no, it's not our fault. They're, they cannot get to an agreement because they don't want to pay us the huge bazillion, bazillion monies that we want. But then within the same statement on that day, Disney says, we urge users to remember that there are different options of accessing your channels and getting live TV. On the same day, Disney shot out an email to everybody that I know 
that says, like, it's crazy. I, I've talked about this yesterday on my TikTok because I was like, I looked at the timeline and this is exact. It's the same exact day that they said to Spectrum users, hey, you have you have other venues to look for this. And they sent an email to everybody saying, take control of how you watch. 90 plus live channels, unlimited DVR, get Hulu plus plus live, blah, 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 blah. This came out the day they pulled the plug on Spectrum. So this was, this was ready. They knew this was happening. And not only that, since that day, the last couple of days, about four, five days that this is happening, they saw an increase of 60% in subscriptions to Hulu with live TV. So this was a, a direct move to, to kill and, and com completely break the system. And from seeing what Comcast and Paramount and all of these big companies are now saying, when they comment on this, oh, we saw this was coming. Yeah, the, the system is changing. Yeah, the system is changing because you guys are changing it. Exactly. You are setting the, the tone right now. You're saying, hey, this, this is not this is not going to continue the way it is. But the way you're changing it is that you're killing those companies. Comcast said, when you have somebody so, so many distributors for the same content on the same geography, you're going to have disputes. Well, we wouldn't have disputes if you didn't get into each other's businesses. It will be interesting to see what Universal does because Universal is Comcast. Will they chop off the ground that they're standing on or will they pretend like Disney has Hulu so we have Comcast Comcast Universal who has their is this Peacock yes okay so Peacock right because that's now Peacock doesn't have live TV yet no but, but Peacock is Comcast's streaming yes. company because Comcast Brian Roberts from Comcast yesterday said oh we're not looking at linear or streaming we're talking about both but this is as part of a conversation of them selling their third of Hulu back to Disney. So if you're thinking both linear and streaming, why would you sit only with money on one? Why would you sit only on Peacock? Why won't you have hands in other streaming net? Why would you sell Hulu to Disney when you can keep that knowing that Disney is aiming for Hulu to become their next big thing and you don't have live in your I don't think First of all, they didn't finish selling it. They still have the stock. In they Hulu. expedited uh, yesterday. They expedited the, the procedure. Instead of starting oh, in they, January, they're starting in the 30th of September. Everything Disney and Comcast agreed to an expedited procedure. This is going to be to be over by the end of the next couple of months. Okay. So, well, and Disney will probably pay whatever money. Uh, Twenty-seven billion dollars right now, 10%. and they've said that this number. Ten percent that they have. In, in uh, Hulu at the moment. So the third, the third that Comcast has in Hulu is worth twenty-seven billion dollars, estimated. Brian more. Roberts yesterday said it's probably going to be higher. Of course. So they're probably going to sell it for like thirty or thirty-two, maybe thirty-three to Disney, and all of this behind the the concept that the, the the rumor that all of this is happening. So Bob Iger can sell Disney oh. to Apple. But that's a rumor. No. Everything, everything I, we said up till now is fact. What I said in the last sentence is Disney a rumor. Disney is not being sold to Apple at the moment. Not at the moment. However, but they do want to get rid of and everything that is broadcasting. So that is also ABC. They're mm. thinking of getting rid of ABC. So the question is, okay, who's going to buy ABC? It's a huge organization with ABC News and all those sub-channels that it has. The Chinese, uh, probably. But they can't sell it to Chinese because there's a, uh, there's a media ownership they have in many countries where uh, an outside uh, 
um, organization can only hold so and so You're many You're talking things. about rules, rules that you change when you have money. I don't know if you... Well, but even, even uh, Rupert Murdoch, uh, with all the money in the world that he had, he had to become an American citizen to own Fox completely. Interesting. This is interesting, but, but the state of the industry right now is insane. The people who are steering the industry right now are the ones condemning the industry. And to see... Well, they're looking to consolidate it. Obviously, because consolidating is the only way to keep on making billions in this world. Nobody cares for the small businesses. Nobody, it's just consolidating. Like that company that just bought a Subway. They own Jimmy Jones. Like they literally own the competitor to the company and they just bought the company as well. And they, they own so much. Basically, when you go to a food court in any mall in the States right now, there is one company that owns almost every one of those restaurants. And that's what's happening to the entertainment business. At the beginning, they were like, oh, strike is great. We're saving so much money. Until they weren't, they didn't save so much money anymore. It was only good because shareholders needed to see how the company is working. So when they had to show shareholders what's happening, they showed the good side. Oh, we're saving money. Oh, we're good. Ah, blah, blah. Then now that it's not so good anymore, now that the shareholder meetings have been over and strikes are continuing longer than anybody anticipated ever, and nobody crashed under their plans. Now they need to shift. So they got a PR firm to fix public perception of them. David, Bob's, Ted, Brian, all of them now are no longer saying, oh yeah, we need to squish them. Oh yeah, all of those games are now back. Now all of them are singing this beautiful song of, hey, yeah, we need to save this. The actors and the writers are so important. Uh, we are the leaders of the companies. We are fighting now to make sure this is our, I'm like, even if you want me to believe that you had no connection to what happened before, I need to believe that you don't have access to your email or to your phone to check social media and see that your name is being dragged for three months being called the villain of the entertainment industry. Now you're saying, oh no, we, I am committed to make sure this is solved as soon as possible. Now you're committed when you're written in history as being the villain. Yeah, now you're interested in saving it because nobody says Bob Iger is the savior of Disney. Anymore. Nonetheless, the strike needs to end and an agreement needs to come and hopefully it will be sane enough. Um, the problem that SAG always has is that a lot of... Um, the actors in SAG and especially in the negotiation and in the committees that uh, SAG have are also producers. We've seen it over and over again that uh, they kind of have like their uh, people in, in the know, the producers, the studios inside as actors and uh, they try to always show how it's, oh, it's important to go lower and stuff like that. So we'll will get the deal done faster and blah, blah, blah. So we shall see uh, what will happen in the end and if the actors will get all the things that they need. And as uh, we said before, whatever this agreement is going to be, it will have a huge effect on what they do with the gaming industry. Therefore, it is of utmost importance that they get the whole AI thing solved. Uh, the using of an image of an actor and all that because uh, this is directly going to impact the gaming industry. What they're fighting for right now is, I don't think it's 
I don't I don't see how they're you know even to close the deal as you say and it's true everybody who's working in the business has to work in different parts of the business any actor who wants to succeed needs to be a writer and a producer until you get into to a place where people know you and then other companies are going to bank on you but up until then you need to do everything but yes true producers be a renaissance man right you need to be a renaissance man you need to get to point when when you close the deal but right now the way it stands I don't see how they're coming back from where they are especially with 300 productions using the interim agreement which is the like the ultimate version of that once you close the deal everybody's going to revert into the new deal basically that's what the interim agreement is it's what's happening until we get to a new deal if nothing happens and the movie comes out these are the terms if you The, the production doesn't come out and we get to a new deal with the MPTP everybody reverts into the new deal so now I don't see how they can jump much lower than the bar that they just set with the interim agreement not on AI maybe on the little Every, stuff but not on AI is possible it will be really dumb if at this point they give up on any AI or financial gains if at this point they give up on any of those it, it literally is a waste of time. the four months that they've been fighting. And most of the strikes have been a waste of time. Not always. I don't feel like always. I think that the one in 2008 definitely, again, was, was a moment of changing the industry that was so huge that it did have a lot of good outcomes. And there were many things that were good out of it. Unfortunately, also... And the thing also is that uh, everything is changing, technology is changing, and uh, as a result of that, the, the industry is changing, uh, how it impacts different things. So, you know, they also do deals that are for many years, mm -hmm. and uh, in today's landscape, I don't think we can plan ahead that long. That's, that's the interesting, that, that's the beauty here. Uh, what I don't understand, and this... That this mirrors the Microsoft Activision purchase. Microsoft Activision is smart. They said, we're not looking at the next 10 years. We're looking at the next 50 years. Would they invested in Microsoft, invested in AI, invested in all these things? They're looking 25, 30 years ahead. Everything that they... Microsoft, by the way, also invested in ChatGPT. Yeah. So now we're seeing a company that, that's thinking 25, 50 years ahead, and they go to court... over some issue saying, oh yeah, no, but let's say that for the next 10 years, we promise you nothing is going to change. 10 years is nothing for these companies. And same thing goes to the MPTP. The MPTP can come back right now to the table and say, hey, you know what? Let's scrap all AI talk for the next five years. Scrap it, who cares? You know what? We're not going to do anything. Not going to use it. Cool. Okay. SAG and the WGA are going to say, hey, cool, we're protected for the next five years. Awesome. Because that's artists. We look at what's now. We live in the now. But these companies, they're smart. They're looking for the future. So they be like, okay, five years from now, the whole system is going to change in such a way that doesn't matter what we say right now. It doesn't matter what the contract for the next three years is. The only thing I think that the MPTP is afraid of is if someone will set right now in contract, hey... AI is never to be used or AI is not allowed to be used unless you keep on it. As I always say, likeness, talents, abilities are never for sale. They're always for rent. And if we set that, we can tell the AI, you cannot learn from these things. We have that technology and keep on feeding it information without it learning just to get the output that we need. And I think that's the one thing that they're afraid of. Because if right now we will set a stone that 
you cannot have control over this, then they're fucked for the rest. But I don't see that happening, and I don't see a reason why they wouldn't close a deal for the next 10 years. So yeah, keep the system as it is for the next year, 10 years. Who cares? Because in 15, it's going to look completely different. Absolutely. Yeah, and no one can really predict how it's going to look. You can't... Even the, the best fortune tellers won't be able to tell what it is. The funny thing is that the AI is the one predicting where things are going. It's, is it predicting or is it rewriting history into what whoever is looking for needs? Because I'm sure that parts of the analytics of all of these moves, there's an orchestrator. There's someone bigger. In each company, there's someone, the CEO and the people who work around them, that are orchestrating this situation. Like I said, and I think looking at the Disney Spectrum situation is the proof of that. Because the timeline just fits perfect. They kill the competitor. They, they threw a spear into the heart of one of the business. And now they're like, okay, things are falling. And whatever they land, this is the new landscape of the business. And at least we positioned ourselves pretty well. Comcast, the same, same thing. This is traditional times. Comcast, you know, Comcast does have a, a streaming service that they did for... It's, it's a streaming service of their cable. But at the moment... You can only subscribe to it if you are in a Comcast territory. But nothing prevents them from tomorrow deciding to do it yeah. around the country. Yeah, there's nothing blocking them from flipping the switch on their streaming service and turning it into an international thing. It's that simple. No, international, they can do it. It's going to be I said national. I said national oh, thing. Nat- domestic. Domestic. National, yes. domestic. Which, which is the <laughs> biggest, I think, criticism they got, Warner Brothers and Paramount got when they relabeled their streaming services. Like you already had a good thing going for you. We, we obviously cannot see the reasons, but I'm sure it has to do with the $5 billion that they're going to save this year. In any case, that's the state of the strike. This is pretty much the same conversation we would have had if we, had an, if we would have recorded two months ago. Overall, for the last four months, the business has stopped. And not only that it stopped, the damages that are happening are going to be irreversible. The, the business is like in COVID when they decided to switch movies to TV, like to home premiering at everybody's screens. And now they're trying to shift it back and it's not working. It's not working. Why would I go to the cinema and pay $100 when I know that within 45 days I would be able to watch this on my TV? The Barbie movie is coming out. But Barbie made a whole lot of money. It's the... The most, it's the most earning movie for earning Warner movie Brothers not, in the world, for, $1.35 billion. And, and for 2023. And I am very curious to see how this is going to reflect when we start seeing the nominations for uh, the movie awards. Will they look at... at uh, because there is a message in the Barbie movie. It's not a very... It's not as hollow as you expected. <sighs> I didn't expect it to be hollow at all, actually. I anticipate the movie to actually be full of substance with all its stupidity. And it is. It is. We have great two great actors there, both nominated. And I think she also won. But nominated, they were both nominated for sure. Yes. And we have a, you know, a very acclaimed woman director. The most successful has- female director in history. Yeah. Which is kind of amazing. Yeah. Good yeah. for you, girl. So... This definitely has awards written all over it, but will they be able to swallow the fact that this is 
a Barbie movie that they will nominate. She was nominated several times, by the way. She never won, yeah. though. Uh, but but again, there's a reason why that movie is so successful, obviously. But we're back to the world, which is good for me, uh, as far as I'm concerned. We're back to the world where a movie needs to really be exceptional to succeed. It's no longer we're just going to spit movies that are big and has big names. And that's them the thing, you know, work. the studios uh, produce between 300 to 400 movies a year. This is way too much. Yes. Uh, nobody will ever go to the cinema that much. And as a result of that, movies did not make as much money because the, the pie was cut in so many pieces. Now, when you have less movies, but event movies and event, uh, movies of substance like Oppenheimer, um, you know, you, those movies can make money. And they did. <laughs> And they did. They made a lot of money. We can continue this forever, but I think that this is a good a good place to take a pause in this conversation. And we will meet everybody next week when we have so much more to talk about. I'm sure that the strikes are still going to be a thing, but I know at least that I'm going to have much more work to rant about because this week was fascinating. Everything that's happening with the Disney Spectrum thing is just the most interesting thing that happened in the industry for a long time. And on the technical sad. side of it. Very sad. Very sad. sad. It's very sad. It's horrible. It's horrible. But it's fascinating. Like there's yes. a good chance that within 10 years there will be no need for performers at all. Ah. But all of that in the next episode of Entertainment Plus. Thank you, Ron, for joining me today for this wonderful conversation and catching up. But before we go, just want to remind everybody that if you have questions, ideas, we talked about something that you feel that you want to add to or if we missed something very important that you think needs to be said please feel free to email us at inplusshow at gmail.com and you can also reach us at entertainmentplus.show that's a website and you can reach us through there thank you very much and here's on uh, every day on tiktok as well so that's very true that's very true i always I, I i don't enjoy plugging my own stuff but you can also find me on tiktok daily uh to get updates on well, a lot of things that's happening in the entertainment world in any case thank you very much for listening we will be here next week and to all good morning good afternoon good evening and good night